Welcome to the inaugural episode of The Healthy Doctor. My name is Dr. Steve Sartori, and I'm the director of CMDA's Center for Wellbeing. At the Center for Wellbeing, we seek to provide resources and services to help healthcare professionals align with God, optimize their well-being, and maximize their influence. On this episode, I'm privileged to speak with Dr. Ted Hamilton, who I consider one of the founding fathers in the initiatives toward physician well-being. Dr. Hamilton is Chief Mission Integration Officer and Senior Vice President of Mission and Ministry for Adventist Health System. He provides direction and oversight of mission and ministry, developing and implementing strategy and incorporating mission across all the organization's inpatient and outpatient areas. Dr. Hamilton previously served as Vice President of Medical Mission for Adventist Health System. His experience also includes serving as Senior Medical Officer for Florida Hospital, Director of Florida Hospital's Family Medicine Residency Program, and Executive Director of the Loma Linda Faculty Medical Group and Medical Director for HMO Georgia. A graduate of the Loma Linda University School of Medicine, Dr. Hamilton completed his family practice training at Florida Hospital and later earned a master's degree in business administration from Rollins College. He actively participates in many community programs and serves on nonprofit boards. He's also a published author, having published the book Building Bridges, A Guide to Optimizing Physician-Hospital Relationships. I'm excited to have Dr. Hamilton with us today. Well, welcome, Dr. Hamilton. Uh, I consider you one of our founding fathers in physician well-being, so I'm curious how you first got interested in this topic. It was 2004 when the then-president of Adventist Health System approached me with a novel idea, and basically he, he framed it in terms of mission. We are a faith-based hospital organization, and he said, we, we try to make our mission of extending the healing ministry of Christ very practical and implementable in our hospitals. So today we have 48 hospitals. We hire 110 chaplains who provide spiritual care in those hospitals. We had fewer hospitals then, but about the same ratio we do various kinds of imagery, statuary and, and photo and painting imagery that suggests that our mission is important to us. Our, our mission statement, Extending the Healing Ministry of Christ, is prominently displayed. We do various kinds of uh, programming at various times of the year to emphasize our mission. But, he said, we have, as a company, never been intentional, never invested significantly in trying to engage doctors with our mission to help them understand our mission and hopefully to embrace it. So he said, if that's something that would interest you, go home and write a job description. And I did, and I came to work with that in mind. I learned pretty quickly through interviews with doctors and administrators around our company, that doctors, in large part, were very unhappy, not just superficially unhappy, but disheartened with the practice of medicine, discouraged about their future, not uh, inclined to 
recommend a career in medicine to their children. And I told my boss, Tom, that if we ever wanted to engage doctors with mission, it appeared to me that we were going to have to do something to address their own well-being because their cups were largely empty and we needed to find a way to fill those cups so that they had something to give and to give back. There was very little information in the medical literature at that time about this issue of burnout. In fact, I'd never heard the term. But we began to call this fledgling initiative Physician Wellbeing and Engagement with the intent that to the degree that we could address physician well-being, then perhaps it would open a door and give us an opportunity to talk more directly and specifically about mission. So that was it. It started about uh, 14, going on 15 years ago now, in an attempt to think about more direct way of investing doctors with our mission. So you took the initiative of saying, I want to advance the mission to the physicians, not just uh, the support staff or the people who see the things on the wall and the programmatic elements, but I want the doctors to be engaged with the mission of our organization. Correct. Uh, in fact, I, I even, we adapted our mission statement a little bit for this initiative to read, Extending the Healing Ministry of Christ to and through physicians and their staff to our patients, understanding that we'll never be able to hire enough chaplains to touch all of our patients, but if we can do that through our physicians, providers, and their staff, and on the basis of them having experienced something of the mission in their own lives, then we're coming closer to covering the continuum of care. Very good. So you coined this term, or you adapted this term, rather, of well-being, even back in 2004 when you hadn't hardly heard of the term burnout. Uh, this was all new to you. And yet when you used that term well-being, what was in your mind surrounding that term? Well, what was in my mind, and, and it, it goes to the, the nature and the purpose of our organization, is balance and restoring fundamental purpose and meaning to the experience of physicians and providers in practice and doing so in a way that addresses the whole person. So it's not just about tofu and triathlons. It's not just about physical well-being. It's not just about mental well-being or social well-being. It, it very definitely incorporates what we believe to be at the core of it all, which is spiritual well-being. So it, it's that whole continuum of what makes us people, of what uh, gives us a sense of, of wholeness, both in our work and in our personal and, and social lives. Yeah, we're certainly encouraged to provide whole person care for our patients, and we as doctors are also whole people, integrated people. So when you were addressing this spiritual aspect, your mission is about the healing mission of Jesus, and so how did you see the spiritual aspect of this in doctors' lives? How did you see that connect? 
that's a very interesting question. Like most hospitals these days, have a a very diverse physician community. So serving our patients, we have a large number of believers in the Christian faith, but we have substantial proportion of Jewish physicians, Muslim physicians, Hindu physicians, and physicians who don't openly embrace a faith at all. So in order to to address this comprehensively, we've tried to get at the core of what gives physicians a sense of fulfillment and wholeness. And I've had opportunity now to ask many healthcare providers, physicians, nurses, others, about this idea of wholeness and to ask them to tell me a story about a time in their lives when they felt whole. And I probably have several hundred of these stories now, and and they pretty quickly begin to fall out into several categories. What we hear them telling stories about are family and friends and worship and collegiality and significant events, birth and death and illness and healing, these elements emerge time and time and time again. And these are universal across the board, regardless of ethnic diversity, religious diversity, specialty in, in medicine or healthcare. They're just universal themes, and they go to the spirit. Christians would call that the Holy Spirit that is within us. Others might refer to it as the human spirit being fed and nurtured. But it is that core ground, that that fertile ground, where this issue of burnout has allowed the ground to not be watered, to become dry, to become spiritually dry. So we try to tap into these universal experiences and feelings, very deep feelings, that touch on what gets closest to our hearts, closest to us as, as spiritual persons. Yeah, you give me an image in my mind about unwatered ground and dry, and even Christina Maslach, who writes about burnout and has an inventory with her name, talks about it as an erosion of the soul. And when we think of an unwatered territory, we think of that erosive tendency of that soil. That's a good uh, a good image you put in my mind. So it sounds like you've found a commonality among the human existence, just being human beings made in the image of God, where we have the points of community and important events that speak to our hearts, that speak to the deepest part of who we are. Absolutely. And I think, I, I don't think, I'm convicted that somehow as a profession, we've lost to some significant degree that sense of personal and social and spiritual wholeness that denies us the opportunity then to share that. And in fact, you, 
you referred to Dr. Maslach's burnout inventory, the three cardinal characteristics of burnout, according to her research, are depersonalization, we're just checking off the list rather than taking care of people created in the image of God, emotional exhaustion, so we really don't have anything to give. That is that dryness. That is that erosion of the spirit. And so the third part should not at all be surprising. That is failure to find satisfaction in one's work. So you go through the day, you check the boxes, you don't give of yourself because you have so little to give, and at the end of the day, there's precious little satisfaction in what you've done. So it all ties together uh, with this idea of of wholeness and and the element of spirituality in creating both personal wholeness and the opportunity to share that with patients in a significant way. Yes, you've uh, certainly addressed this burnout issue and described it well. And as many have done, we're able to recognize it. But what I appreciate, Ted, is that you're not just recognizing it. You're actually intervening in ways to help mitigate this problem. And in fact, I've become familiar with this Coalition for Physician Well-Being. And, and you, you've broadened your scope. You've broadened your breadth of activities designed to integrate mission and find meaning in medicine and restore community and restore wholeness to the physician community. So I'm curious to hear more about this coalition and, and, and the impact and the extent and the reach of the coalition. The coalition began about um, nine or ten years ago now when we began to discover that here and there there were other people thinking about this issue. And four of us gathered around a table one day and said, can we take this further rather than just trying to do it all alone by ourselves? All four were part of faith-based institutions doing health care or related kinds of ministries. And to make a long story short, over a period of years, that group of four grew uh, to 10 and then to 12 and then to 20. By three or four years ago, it was 35 people at our annual meeting representing about, oh, 15 institutions. Two years ago, it was 75 people representing 40 institutions. And this past year at our annual meeting, this summer, we had 120 people at our annual meeting representing about 70 institutions. It's not all faith-based institutions anymore. We welcome any uh, institutions who share our values and our purpose and our mission. And there are folk from HCA. There are folk from a number of community-based tax-exempt hospital organizations, from early on, we felt that we needed to engage institutions in this work. And now, today, there is solid research that shows that physicians are less successful trying to address this burnout issue independently than when physicians and institutions, that is, hospitals physician groups, medical societies understand and embrace 
this idea of restoring wholeness to medicine and come alongside each other so that there is administrative or institutional commitment, intentionality, and resources that combine with physician champions who really care about this work and about their colleagues and about uh, what it means to patient care to address this issue. So, so our work has been primarily directed toward enabling institutions to get underway with developing significant initiatives to care for the doctors that are within their circle of influence. When I think of 70 organizations represented at your most recent coalition meeting and the impact of those 70 going forth and sharing what they've learned and being influencers where they are in their own environments, the impact is has to be very, very significant. We believe that to be the case. We have not, to this point, done significant research to determine that, but I can tell you, based on testimonial evidence, subjective, qualitative understanding of this, that there are changes happening in hospitals, in large practice groups, in whole systems that are beginning to address this effort very intentionally and and assertively. Yeah, the problem is systemic. The problem is at practice levels. The problem is the challenges of individual practitioners. It's really, we have to address all the different aspects of this uh, well-being challenge we are facing. You mentioned this uh, coalition, and I'm just wondering where do you see the coalition going? What work is most important to carry forward at this moment in healthcare? Let me tell you just briefly what the coalition has in place. We have a very active website, and I'll give the uh, link to that later in this interview. We now uh, are going into our sixth year of a monthly webinar. Uh, where a content expert on burnout and well-being speaks, followed by participation from those who are part of it. And typically now we have somewhere between 35 and 50 participants in each of the monthly webinars. The group changes from time to time, but that's about it. We have the annual meeting that we already addressed. We have developed a program that we call Medicus Integra. Briefly, just think of the magnet program for nursing, if you're familiar with that. It is a survey slash recognition for institutions that can demonstrate that they're doing good work in this regard. We have criteria that are based in four large categories, including culture, business and quality, learning, and finally resilience about 50-some individual criteria. The survey consists of a self-study that generally takes about two weeks, followed by a one-day survey by two trained surveyors to look at what organizations are doing. We've done close to a dozen now of these surveys in organizations all across the country, and we're finding that it is a process that is becomes highly valuable to the organizations. 
One thing that I would say about the Medicus Integra Award, we unapologetically include in the criteria the element of spirituality because we think that's so important. And that's unusual in this arena. If you, if you survey the literature in the peer-reviewed publications or even in the trade publications that are seeking to address this issue and, and frankly, doing good work in a variety of arenas, almost never do they even address this concept of spirituality. The closest that other organizations can come to that is mindfulness. And you see this idea of mindfulness, living in the present and being mindful of what's going on in your life, really permeating the literature. But in some respects, in, in, in my mind, it serves as a bit of a substitute for going deeper to this whole issue of spirituality which the coalition is clear is an integral element of well-being. It sounds like you have developed a process by which you almost accredit or evaluate these domains uh, that facilitate well-being in healthcare organizations. And I know healthcare organizations are all being challenged in this area because one of the metrics to be measured now is physician well-being and the spiritual component across the organization, not just with physician well-being, but with employees and patients, is critical to the whole piece, and we ought not ignore it. So I commend you for your unapologetic addressing of that aspect of well-being. We think it's, it, it's just elemental. It, it's fundamental. And frankly, it provides the coalition a unique niche in this movement. For the first Seven years, about the first half, actually, of the time that I have been doing this, there was very, very little literature or initiative around this idea of physician well-being. But beginning in 2011, with the publication of the seminal paper from Dr. Shanafelt at Mayo Clinic in collaboration with the AMA, the growth in popularity of this issue has been almost explosive. So today, the big organizations, the AMA, the American Hospital Association, the Accreditation Council on Graduate Medical Education, the National Academy of Medicine, the uh, specialty societies, American Academy of Family Physicians, American College of Emergency Physicians, all of these organizations have really come aboard, and it's a wonderful thing. I, I applaud it to address this issue of burnout and physician well-being, but the coalition almost holds a singular niche when it comes to addressing this idea of wholeness holistically, to coin a, a dual term there. We think it takes all four quadrants, the physical, mental, social, and spiritual. Well, we could not agree with you more. Uh, so going forward, hopefully we can advance that aspect of our wholeness as human beings, as practicing physicians and non-physician practitioners as well. Ted, what else would you like to tell our listeners? I'd like to in invite <laughs> our listeners to 
go to the website of the Coalition for Physician Wellbeing and and take a closer look at what we're doing and see if this is something that fits uh, your interest or or the interest of your organization. The website link is forphysicianwellbeing.org. F O R no periods, no dashes, no dots. F O R forphysicianwellbeing.org. If you have an interest, give me a call or give our executive director, Deanna Santana, a call or drop us an email, and uh, we'll be glad to see how we can engage you and or your organization in this work. Well, thank you. It sounds like some of that contact information should be on your website, I presume? It is. Very good. I can speak from personal experience, having attended your recent coalition meeting in San Antonio and also participating in your webinars periodically, that the things that you do, the kinds of information and content you deliver, and the kinds of perspectives you embrace are outstanding. The quality has been outstanding. So thank you for offering this kind of content to the physicians and the leaders of organizations around our country around such a very important and critical and timely topic. Well, thank you very much. Steve, for the opportunity, I have admired the work of the Christian Medical and Dental Association for many years and the dedicated work of the leadership and the membership of the organization. And um, I feel like um, the coalition, although much younger and much smaller, really shares a unified mission and purpose with the work that CMDA does so well. Well, thank you. We need many people in this army advancing the kingdom of God through health care. So I certainly appreciate that. And thank you, Ted, for being with us today. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Dr. Ted Hamilton as much as I did. Once again, if you want to learn more about the Coalition for Physician Wellbeing, please visit their website, forphysicianwellbeing.org. That's F-O-R, physicianwellbeing, all one string, dot O-R-G. Once again, our Center for Wellbeing is designed to help Christian healthcare professionals align with God, optimize their well-being, and maximize their influence. If you're interested in advancing your own personal well-being, you can contact our coaching division. We have a life and leadership coaching program, and if you visit the website cmda.org coaching, you can find out more information or ask for a coach to contact you. We also have coach training opportunities for those of you who wish to advance your own skills at communication, listening to others, listening well, and asking good questions. We have our next coach training at Cannon Beach, Oregon, January 23 and 24, just prior to the West Coast Regional Conference there. Please join us. And once again, this is Dr. Steve Sartori. Until next time, reminding you to live well and lead well. This podcast has been a production of the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. The opinions expressed by guests on this podcast are not necessarily endorsed by the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. CMDA is a nonpartisan organization that does not endorse political parties or candidates for public office. 
The views expressed on this podcast reflect judgments regarding principles and values held by CMDA and its members and are not intended to imply endorsement of any political party or candidate.